0: Welcome back, nerds, to the Game of Nerds podcast, where there is no shame in having an unhealthy obsession with a fandom. I'm your host, Shannon, and on today's episode, we're talking all about the Dresden Files and the world of Harry Dresden. Joining me today is our Harry Dresden expert and super fan, Andy. She also happens to be the chief editor here on the Game of Nerds as well. Why don't you tell a little bit about yourself, Andy?
1: Hi, my name's Andy, and as Shannon said, I'm a writer and chief editor for uh, the Game of Nerds. Um, I'm a big nerd. I love sci-fi. I love Harry Dresden. He's one of my favorite characters ever. Um, I also like Anita Blake and um, Mary Gentry. Uh, Disney films are great. God, there's so many things to be nerdy about. I I can't pick just one.
0: I know, because you kind of write about everything on the website. So, you, I mean, you've covered pretty much anything and everything from books, movies, television, streaming. What is the one thing you are obsessing and has been taking your money right le- recently?
1: Well, I just got the brand new Harry Dresden book. It's um, Battle Crowns. So, I'm really excited to read that. Um, I've been watching a, a show called Evil lately. Okay. It is so weird. It's, it's, a uh, it's got a priest that looks into uh, different um, different miracles or possessions or whatever. It's got a psychologist who's a skeptic and and a uh, 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 electronics guy and and they uh, they go do this investigating and it's it's really weird and very cool. There's a demon called Roy, a demon called George, and a demon called Joe. Very ordinary names for demons,
0: right? <laughs> and what and is this what network or platform is this on? We've been watching it on Hulu. Okay, on Hulu. Okay. So yes. well I've been on Netflix. I haven't have you started Shits Creek yet? No. Okay. Girl, I know you're a letter you do letter Kenny for us. You gotta uh-huh. check out Shits Creek when you get a chance.
1: All right. I mean I've seen so much of it. With the editing, I, I guess I do have to check it out.
0: It's right up your alley, especially if you like Letter Kenny, because I finally got one episode into Letter Kenny. I'm like, oh, this is a rabbit hole I wanna jump into. I just don't have time to jump into this <laughs> hole right now. Uh That, yeah. So yeah, Shit's Creek. Once again, I, last episode, we talked about this. I love Shit's Creek. It's the best thing ever. And I wish there was more episodes that I'm getting towards the end and it makes me sad. But (laughs) you know what here, we're here to talk about Harry Dresden. We're not here to talk about Shit's Creek. Uh, I have, Andy, you have literally become the number one expert in Harry Dresden, (laughs) and it's become one of the trending topics on the Game of Nerds. Everyone kind of comes to us for the Harry Dresden knowledge. Redditors are using your articles to reference them. Woohoo! On, yeah, you're, you have become the guru of this. Now you have to explain it. Um, I've read your articles, so I'm not completely clueless, but... Uh, I guess let's start with what is the Dresden Files?
1: Okay, so Dresden Files is... Uh, it, it's about Harry Dresden. He's a wizard and a PI that is based in Chicago. And um, that's how he starts. That's not exactly all that he is anymore. He is now the white knight for the, for the Unseelie um, bay court. He is the warden... For Demon Reach, which is an island in um, Lake Michigan, and it's a prison island for bad things, and he's the warden for that, plus he's the warden for the White Council, and I promise I'll explain all of the different councils and, and what exactly Demon Reach is and stuff like that, um, but he's gone up against gods, he's gone up against Valkyries and other, uh, other werewolves and wizards and all kinds of stuff.
0: Now is this a graphic novel? Is this like full-on chapter book series? I mean who writes this? I mean I just recently found out when SDCC came around that it was celebrating its 20th anniversary. So it's not like this has just popped up recently like last year or this year like as a COVID surprise. Right. Uh, it's <laughs> been around for a while. He's on a a
1: number of different platforms. He started out as just a chapter book series. 17 books now. Uh, And then he's got uh, short stories. He's got graphic novels. uh, He's got an RPG uh, role-playing game. Holy Uh, crap. Yeah. Uh, There was even
0: a a short-lived TV series. Now, see, and that was what popped up in my research was this short-lived series. But did it now... I understood that fans kind of got it shut down because it wasn't close to the book. Did it even get to air? Did we get a couple episodes or did it not even get to, to, to actual live TV? No, it got to live TV. It was on the
1: Sci-Fi channel for, oh, okay. its, 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 for its lifetime. Um, it got around eight or 10 episodes total. And I actually liked it. Um, I know some fans were really against it and it didn't stay 100% true to the books, but the way that they did it, at least for me, was acceptable and I love the way that they um, brought Bob to life because Bob is a, a, in the books, he's a a skull and he's he's a being of light who lives in that skull. Well, obviously in a TV show, that's not gonna translate so well. So yeah. the way that they did Bob in the t v show was absolutely wonderful the the actor that did his um did his character just did so well. He was played by Terrence Mann he Terrence did such Mann. A good, yes he did such a good job and Paul Blackthorne was the one that played Harry and he did an awesome job too. He really did good um capturing harry's um I don't care attitude
0: and Paul Blackhorn, if anybody is sitting and listening, like going, Oh, that name sounds so familiar. He was on arrow. Yes, so, Yes. So he is a magical PI you say, what like, all right, what kind of magic are we talking? Are we talking Harry Potter level magic? Or are we talking supernatural level magic? Are we talking Dungeons and Dragons? What are like, can explain, Dungeons and Dragons would probably be the closest. Um,
1: Harry is really good with big booming magic. He is, he can do, but is not real good at the the finer magics, the ones that um, affect the mind more. Um, but he is a, oh, he is so good with fire. He can just blast his way through anything. In in the magic in the in the series. Um, it Like I said, it's more Dungeons and Dragons, but it's still tried to stay hidden to a point. It's not something that they want everyone in the world to know about. But li- wizards in this have a, a longer life expectancy, too, by probably about 300 or 400 years. So they have a long time to perfect their magic.
0: I usually, my best analogy when I do books is like, oh, yeah, if this ba- book and this book had a baby, this is what it would be if I were to think about
1: it that way, that it would be a mix of Harry Potter and um, and Dungeons and Dragons if they had a baby, that's what Harry would be.
0: What are some of the big rules or things that differentiate Harry Dresden from any normal series in the, you know, I guess, is it in the sci-fi fantasy genre? Is that what you guys classify Harry Dresden under? Or is it more mystery?
1: I, it's more sci-fi. Okay more fantasy i i suppose now the biggest law in as far as magic goes um in the dresden verse is thou shall not kill it mm-hmm. is ex- it is expressly forbidding to kill humans with magic i mean harry can use a knife and and stab a person and he's not going to be in trouble with the white council but he killed his uncle justin dumourne uh with magic and he was almost killed for that, even though he had no idea about the laws of the White Council. He wasn't introduced to the White Council. His, his uncle was a bad man. Um, another law is that thou shalt not transform others. So it forbids Harry from making someone else, you know, into a toad. Like if a guy pissed me off and I wanted to turn him into a toad, uh, I wouldn't be allowed to do that in the Verse um you're not allowed to invite invade the minds of others um and you can't enthrall them uh you can't reach beyond the borders of life so you can't you can't use necromancy it they know how to but they're not allowed to um you can't time travel and you can't open the outer gates those are the seven main rules
0: as you listed those off I could like think of like all these other different fandoms that would totally apply has Harry Dresden spun off its own sub ever or is Harry Dresden's world pretty much contained to Harry Dresden
1: Harry Dresden's world at this point is very contained to um, the Dresden files I haven't heard of or seen any spin-offs um, I guess the closest way you could spin it off is through the RPG game and make your own adventures.
0: Okay. Which we
1: got the books for that too. And I'm going to give that a shot. So I will let you guys know how, how running a campaign through the Dresdenverse works.
0: Now, is Harry Dresden one of those fandoms that creates fan fiction?
1: Well, I think every fandom at this point in time gets fan fiction, especially if somebody really likes it. I haven't gone looking for it. Um, and okay. I haven't, I haven't written any because I enjoy Jim's version of, of that fandom better than I think I would like anybody else's, but uh, uh, I haven't looked for it, but there probably is.
0: Jim is the writer, Jim Butcher. Now, yes. does Jim Butcher write all of his books or does he have like a ghost writer?
1: No, he, he writes all of his own, his own stuff.
0: Oh, that's no, awesome.
1: Yeah, and he even has um, a few other book series that he writes. Um, he has the Cinder Spires and the Codex Alara.
0: And are those big series like the Dresden Files or are they smaller or they're, one-off books?
1: They're mo- uh, Cinder Spires so far only has one. I think that's his newest. Um, okay. his newest one. The Codex Alara series has six books.
0: Oh, wow. Now, how fast does, I mean, I'm sure you follow Jim Butcher on all of his series because you like the Dresden Files, just kind of like everyone was kind of waiting for what was coming out of J.K. Rowling after Harry Potter and uh, Stephanie Myers after Twilight. How fast is he pumping this stuff out?
1: With um, Battlegrounds and Peace Talks, the only reason that two books came out this year the way that they did is because he was writing one book and his his publisher was like, uh, this is too long. You need to make two. <laughs> okay. So normally we get a Harry book every couple of years. Oh, okay. But he doesn't just work on whatever book he's working on because you can go onto his site, which is, um, jam hyphen butcher.com. You can find short stories that he's written about, Harry in in that world on his, on his site.
0: Wow. There's just like a lot of content for Harry Dresden. Oh, there is. What was really the, besides celebrating the 20th anniversary, what was some of the big takeaways from San Diego Comic-Con this year? Did it set Harry Dresden up for the future or was it more of kind of just kind of going over the past 20 years? Do you see the Harry Dresden, you know, line ending anytime soon? At one point, Jim talked about he only wanted to view Harry as
1: like a 20-book series, which even as a writer, thinking about writing a 20-book series is just like, wow. Yeah. Um, but I think we're at the the beginning of something really massive happening for Harry. He, I mean, he's already died once um, because he, he had someone shoot him. <laughs>
0: But uh uh so it's nice if it. someone shoots you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well he set it up so that they would. Oh, okay, even better. Yeah, well, he didn't want to have to go into uh, uh, into being the, the winner night, so he's trying to get out of that, so he had Kincaid shoot him. He's he's still going for right now, but I think we're nearing the end of what Jim wants to do with Harry in the series. So um it is possible that after we get to book 20 that there'll be a spin-off with maggie who's his daughter oh okay molly who was his is was his apprentice um she went into being the the winter lady um after he became the the winter knight um so i don't know if they'll actually do a spin-off for her since her her role at this moment is very fixed Whereas Harry has more leeway and Maggie, his daughter's um, very young. So you can do damn near anything you want with her right now.
0: Do you think Harry Dresden, because one of the big things I was reading online was some of the fans were starting to get turned off by book 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, 15. Hat, for you as a fan, do you feel like it's been drugged out too long, or do you feel like you have just been reading a really cool story progression line? I think I've been reading a
1: very uh, cool story progression line. There's no short. Uh, there's no shortage of action and adventure, and I mean, one of my fa- I've read so many books, and my favorite scene of all time is still in a Harry uh, is still in a Harry Dresden book. And let me describe the scene. It is hysterical. I really think everybody should read this. But um, remember how I said that necromancy is not okay? Yeah. Well, Harry uses necromancy and doesn't get in trouble for it. He brings back a (laughs) T-Rex. He brings it back to life. And his friend Butters, who is a one-man polka band.
0: Wait, there's a character named Butters, like as in the South Park, Butters?
1: Yes. And he is an M.E., Okay. And he, and he loves polka. All and right. He, he has a whole one-man poker band suit. And it, oh man, just picturing it is funny. Yes. Just, no.
0: I I the image in my head probably doesn't do it any justice either. Well, somehow they
1: saddle put a saddle on Sue, which is the T-Rex is Sue. They put a saddle on Sue, so Harry's sitting up front, Butters is sitting right Behind him, with his one-man polka band suit going, and he's having to y- kick his feet so that the drum beats, so that uh, Sue has a heartbeat, so that she can move. Oh lord! And so they're walking down a main street in Chicago, riding this reanimated Tyrannosaurus Rex, goes by a bunch of army guys, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Of course, I would be <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Uh, and just reading it, I read that spot like ten times and I died laughing each
0: time. Do you think it takes a specific person to read Harry Dresden or do you think like anybody can be entertained by Harry Dresden?
1: I think anyone can be can be entertained. Um, it helps if you like magic. Okay. Stuff. Um, one thing um, I was talking to someone and I was telling them about Harry Dresden and they're like I like worlds that you know that it's very much believable and that's the great that's the great thing about harry everything in that world is very much the same as it is in our world it's just showing the other side of you know the veil where all the magic and and just horrible shit happens
0: now i gotta ask you how the hell did you get hooked up with this fandom
1: my friend uh, my friend uh, Shane, because he likes reading too, and I was showing him my books. And okay. he's like, oh, no, we're not reading those. You're gonna read this. And he hands me a book of Harry Dresden. I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, just read it. I'm not gonna explain it. Just read the first book, come back to me. I was mm-hmm. back to him a day later saying, okay, what's the next book? Oh, you were hooked instantly?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you know at that point was there like, like a lot of books so that you had to catch up or were you at the very beginning of, of the the Dresden files coming out? I would love to say that I was at the very
1: beginning, but I wasn't. I, okay. I got to read six books before the next book came out. Okay. I got lucky because that was a year that his newest book was coming out. So I hurried up and read all, all six books first and got right on the seventh. So.
0: And you were hooked. You were, you were. Oh
1: Oh, yeah, I haven't stopped since. I have his side, his um, short stories. He has two short story books that are all Harry Dresden um, oriented,
0: but they're just little things that go in between the, the different books. And do you think there are some major themes in Harry Dresden or major moral, moral things like, is this a series you would recommend to children because you're going to learn something from it secretly? Like we did Harry Potter, um, or I always use Harry Potter as my reference. I'm going to get right. I, that's just, that's a series I grew up with. Um, it still transports me to a magical world, even though JK Rowling isn't the greatest human being on the face of the earth right now. Um, right. At the end of the day, it transported me. It did magical things to me. Is this one of those series you would recommend to children, or is it like, oh no, you're gonna have to wait till you're older to read this? Oh, this is definitely um, older teenager
1: adult. So young adult. Uh, like sixteen up. Sixteen up. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I you're don't a mom, think- so I trust your values because they that, that that that's you know. As a mom, we all have standards, and by yes. saying that, that should at least guarantee you that she's not messing around. She knows it's meant for 16 and older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the nice thing is there's no, it's not a love story. I mean, there's okay. a touch of romance in there, but, and I think the the biggest sex scene is Harry and, um, oh, I can't remember her name to save my life, but his love interest, uh, uh she's being turned into a vampire and he's holding her against the wall and they kiss. You know, I think that's the biggest sex scene. Obviously they had sex. They had Maggie, but Yeah. You know, you don't you don't find you don't get to see any of that. There's the book, no explicit
0: though. love scenes written out no. at least or you know. Yeah. But, but what's, are there any morals? Do you like, do you feel like walking away good? Or is it just one of those books where it's an adventure and it took you on a ride and you were just glad to read it?
1: The nice thing about it is it's both. Oh, you know, okay. Um, there's always a moral to the story. Um, but also it, it touches on, it, it gives a place to Christianity. It gives a place to paganism. It, it gives a place to just not have a higher power either, you know,
0: okay.
1: Harry doesn't really have a, a connection with any higher power, be it Odin or Christ or, or, you know, Zeus or whatever. Um, Odin is actually in the books. <laughs> um, oh, okay. but, uh, so, but it talks about the value of faith. Okay. It talks about, you know, the value of being a good person, whether you have faith or not, you know, um, about doing the next right thing and how sometimes the choices between what's right and what's wrong are very hard because sometimes you know doing the wrong thing is the easiest thing to do but to be a good person you have to go through the bullshit to get to the right side so that's a very important thing that that harry struggles with and now that he has the white knight mantle it's an even harder struggle because um in these books the unseelie she tend to be very um very evil oriented and so the mantle is pushing him to to act out in in mean ways and he's fighting that because that's not who he is at his core he's a very good person and and so fighting against that it's you can start to see the strain especially in peace talks
0: if you were to recommend harry dresden is there any other series you would recommend that are kind of along these lines
1: no i haven't read any other books that are quite along it um but i haven't looked for them either because i've been very happy with with harry so you know i i I try to keep my obsessions to like 10.
0: you got to
1: make some cuts somehow, right? I do. I do. And, you know, if I cut
0: it there, then I can give more attention to Harry, which he definitely deserves it. If you were to explain Harry Dresden in two sentences to someone who had no idea what Harry Dresden was, what would those two sentences be?
1: Harry Dresden is a man that will go balls to the wall for the people he cares about and hell has no way to stop him. And he is the nicest badass you will ever meet. Oh, uh,
0: see? I
1: like it. I like it. Now- he's a gentleman. He he is a diehard gentleman, which for uh Karen Murphy, who is the cop that he uh he's had um dealings with from book one, um, and he's now actually in a relationship with Karen. Um Wow. Yeah, it oh it's been quite the quite the development through this all it pissed her off because she's one of those women who has a chip on her shoulder because she's a cop and she has to be a very manly woman in a man's world. So when he would do the things like hold the door open for her or let her go first or whatever, it really pissed her off. All the other women in the series seem to be just fine with it, except for Karen.
0: What are some other of your favorite characters or some main characters that people should be aware of that are major in the Harry Dresden world?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked about that.
0: (laughs) Because obviously
1: Harry's awesome. Karen's great too. She is such a badass and, and she supports Harry even when she can't understand what she's supporting him for. So I love her. Bob. Okay.
0: Bob is the
1: shit. Okay.
0: A talking skullhead sounds just awesome to me.
1: Well, he gets to come out of the skull in the book. You know, his little, oh, his okay. little ball of light comes out of the skull. That's just his home. But um, while he's in the skull is where he talks. And he is a foul, dirty little man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sometimes he'll... If Harry wants him to um, check something out, Bob will go out of his skull and go into uh, Harry's cat Mister, which is a huge cat, um, and he'll go out and look. And at sunrise, he has to come back in so he can go back into his skull. But you know, he'll report for Harry. Another person is Tutu. Now Tutu is a little is a little fairy, and okay. uh, he uh, he calls. Harry the pizza lord, because that's how Harry gets him to do what he wants. He buys him pizza.
0: Oh, bribery with food. I know how that works on some other people in my life. Like oh, my yeah. small child. I can con her to do anything with a snack.
1: If I tell my son I'll get him a soda and a, and a snack, I can get him to do damn near anything. And Tutu is very much the same way. And then there's Mouse. Okay. Mouse is Harry's um, Chinese temple dog. Now, okay. when he got him, he was just like a little ball of fur, and he was so quiet. And as he grew, he grew huge. I don't know if you've ever seen what a, a temple dog looks like, but those—they're ginormous, right? That's what Harry has. Okay, and <laughs> and um, you know he's a great guardian. He loved Mouse loves Harry so much, and there's even one of the books. Uh, Harry is turned into a dog, and so he's able to converse with Mouse. That was a really cool book because you really got to know Mouse more, which gave me so much more respect for him. And now that Harry has a daughter, Mouse is pretty much taking over, protecting her. So if Harry's not there for whatever reason, Mouse will not
0: let anything near Maggie. Would you say that animals play a huge part in the Dresden Files and are major characters in the Dresden Files? Just Mouse and Mister. Mr. Oh, okay. The cat. Um, I,
1: unless you count werewolves, but they've been not real major in the last several books. So, were they used as the villain or were they on Harry Dresden's side? Well, the book that that was really a, a big thing. It was both because there are in that book they dealt with three different kinds of werewolf. they dealt with the werewolves that change with the moon they dealt with the werewolves that can change because they have a charmed belt and then um, there was another one a lycanthrope because they classified all three differently one was a lycanthrope one was a werewolf and one was a magically shape-shifting thing so wow. uh okay uh it, It was definitely a different take on it. I wasn't, I mean, the book was interesting, but it wasn't my favorite way that they did werewolves, for sure. Okay. Um, the alphas, though, the alphas were in that book. That's where we really saw them. And, uh, and there's, those are still a part of the series. Um, the other two, not so much.
0: Does the Dresden Files use any other big monsters in their series? Like you, we're we're talking about werewolves, like vampires, swamp monsters, ghouls, ghosts, those kind of things. D, all of the above. Okay, <laughs> but the
1: vampires in this are really cool. It it's really confusing, but it's really cool. And Harry wiped out an entire court of vampires so there are the, the black court vampires now they are the ones that are the closest to what we see on in books and movies anyway but they're very dead looking instead of being beautiful um and then there's the red court vampires which harry wiped out um and they have a skin mask so they pretty much have a bodysuit they wear where they look gorgeous and all that but when they get mad and they they start feeding that falls off and they look like these grotesque human bat things that are and um, then there is the green court vampires and they're more reptilian they haven't been covered a whole lot in the books but uh, they've been mentioned and then there's the white court vampires instead of feeding on blood like the other three courts um, they, they, they feed on life force And they're beautiful and sexy and they just have an automatic draw. If you're around a white pork vampire, it doesn't matter if you're married and in love with your your spouse, you will drop your panties to get with that.
0: When I hear you talking about all these different monsters and classifications of creatures that they have, it really makes me think of Supernatural. And I know Supernatural is one of those series that you're covering on TGON right now. So would you say if you're a Supernatural fan that Dresden Files would be right up kind of your alley? Yes.
1: Yes. Um, one, of the, one of the neat things um, where I was talking about Christianity has its place in this um is michael carpenter oh, okay. michael carpenter is a knight of the cross now there are three swords that that are that make knights of the cross no four and um each one has a nail from um the cross that jesus was crucified on
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um one of them one person um Michael, he is very, very devout in his beliefs um, and he is such an awesome person. He is so kind and so caring and, and so patient. Um, and his daughter, Molly, actually um, was born a wizard and Molly becomes Harry's apprentice. But okay. there's also Sonia, who is a complete atheist, but he wields one of the one of the swords and then butters is now a knight of the cross because the last one died, the other one died um in in a fight with the denarians and those are the those are demons um brought to earth and they have a coin and you know it's that one's a whole lot more <laughs> complicated <laughs> but um I, I love michael carpenter sonia he's okay i mean you don't see him a whole lot but It's really cool that he gets to have one of the the swords from the Knights of the Cross, and he's a complete atheist. He has no belief in God, and he still gets to to wield it because he's a good person. And, And that's one of the best things about this series is it's got touches of everything, but it's really, if you're a good person, you're doing good, That's good. And if you're a bad person and doing bad, you're, you need to, you need to go away. There's a very clear, you know, this is okay and this is not. And Harry walks that line and he tries so hard to be that good person. But as I said, with this mantle that he's wearing, it it pulls him the other way. And that's causing such a commotion within the white council um, because they want to kill him. They've wanted to kill him since he was 16. So, I mean, this is just giving them more ammunition.
0: Is there anything in the Dresden Files or even Harry Dresden's character that you don't care for? That if you were a Jim Butcher, you would automatically change right away?
1: I really can't think of anything that I would do away with. I mean, everything that he's brought into the series seems to have had a place. Even if at first I was kind of like, what the hell are you talking about? It, it, it becomes clear by the end of the book why that that spot was there. So I can't say that there's anything that I would get rid of. Well, maybe the whole werewolf book that they did.
0: Uh, we're circling back to those werewolves that Andy was like, no, nope, no, nope, you just didn't do them justice. <laughs> no, he
1: didn't. He didn't. I mean, I, I respect what he was trying to do.
0: Not my favorite book uh, yeah. at all. Well, there's always one book in a series that you don't like, like any reader can say that. Uh, I think my next question is how big are each of these books? Are they like huge, long, you know, like Harry Potter level 34 chapters or are they quick books that you can quickly go through or does it depend on which book you pick up?
1: I think the newer books, it's going to be harder to do it easily with small kids but I can honestly say the first six books that I read, I had two small girls at the time and newly married, and I was still able to get through them pretty easily. The books generally are between three and 400 pages long.
0: Oh, that's not that bad.
1: Right, right.
0: I think the best way to sum this whole podcast up is what do you think the future holds for Harry Dresden? I mean... It's celebrating 20 years this year. Do you see it continuing for a long time? Do you, what does the future hold for Harry? Well, given that we're on book
1: 17 and I think he wanted to do a 20 book series, I'd say we have five to 10 years of new Harry, Harry Dresden books being out. Um, I don't know what else he can take I mean he he's probably in his 30s or 40s in the books and but he has a lifespan potential of three or four hundred years so we could see a lot more but I think that Harry's body is gonna be too broken to to do anything in the next few years. I mean, if you read it, he gets so beat up. He was he, he even got burned really bad where he had no use of his, his arm. It's coming back now because having the life expectancy that he does, they're regenerative to a point, you know? But I don't know that Harry's body and mind can take a whole lot more.
0: If you were to write the ending for the Dresden Files, what would uh, the ending entail? Because I know you're an author. You do that this is your kind of thing too. So how would right. you like to see it end if you were Jim if if you were Jim Butcher? Okay,
1: well let me say um Jim, I'm just answering a question. I am not trying to take your take your <laughs> spot, okay? <laughs> if I were to see the end of the Dresden Files series, mm-hmm. I would want Harry and Karen to be together because that's been so long in coming, but I would want them to, to be married and happy. Um, I would want them to try and give Maggie another brother or sister. I would want Maggie to be safe. I know she's loved, but I would want Maggie to be safe because she's gone through a lot in her, in her short life too. And I would want Molly to get out of the winter court because I, I love Molly. I've watched her grow up, and to see her become so remote and so she rather than human, it it's she's not the same. And I, I want Molly back. So I think that I would want Dim to bring Molly out of the the Winter Court. So that is ultimately like, and and I want Mister and and uh, Mouse to have a good home. You know a nice fireplace to lay by and, and stuff like that. You know,
0: if you could equate him to a superhero, what, what would he be? Deadpool. Deadpool. (laughs) Because when you talk about him, sometimes I'm like, Ooh, this sounds like Constantine. Yeah, that could, that could be it too.
1: But I I was thinking of Deadpool because Deadpool physically went through the ringer and is still trying to conquer shit. You know, yeah. and, and and that's Harry. So, but I, I can definitely see Constantine too.
0: <laughs> Andy, I appreciate you so much for coming and talking because I know you have a million things to do. Uh, where can everybody follow you? What are you working on? What are you doing? Tell us all. Okay, so you can definitely find me at
1: thegameofnerds.com under Andy Boyams. Um, I also have a Facebook uh, that you can find me on. Again, Andy Boyans. Um, if you if you want more business information, you can find me on LinkedIn um, under Andrea Boyans. My husband and I have a t-shirt uh, company that we started. Um, it's called Salen Designs. You can find it on Teespring at Salon Designs. And I'm working on two books. I am actually. Writing a book about um, kitchen witchery because I am the uh, witch for TGON. I am working on a novel about a Viking mm-hmm. and about a about a Valkyrie. Um,
0: Do you have an ETA when those will be out, or are you uh, just are you still creatively working on those ones?
1: I'm still creatively working on those ones. The the novel is, I'm actually working on with my husband, so that one. Oh, cool. Is, yeah yeah it's gonna be a collab between us but trying to nail him down and trying to nail myself down you know it doesn't always work well but i've been working on the kitchen witchery book that i'm guessing it should be ready for publishing in about a year year and a half
0: i'm so excited for you
1: thank you oh and i do have a published book it's called stronger than Monsters. you can find that on amazon
0: As always, if you want to catch up with The Dresden Files or want to learn more about Harry Dresden, you can go to our website, thegameofnerds.com. You can also catch the latest news, reviews, and recommendations for video games, books, movies, television, cosplay, and more there. We can also be found on all major social media like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube as The Game of Nerds. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Remember, when you play for the game of Nerds, you either level up or respawn. Keep reading, nerds!